You know what they say the key to a good podcast is, Chris? What's that? Consistency. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's do this the right way since it's been a while. This may be everybody's first, a lot of people's first episode. Mm -hmm. This is Barely Living the Dream. I'm Mel House. This is Chris Warren. Warren. Normally we're joined by Brittany Miles, but she is off working on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, but we will be texting her. We've yes. already <laughs> we'll be texting her uh, to see what you know, just to see if she has anything to chime in about. Uh, but that has been her big thing um, for the last. How long has she been working on that? A few months, almost a year. Almost now. a year, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. during most of the pandy. Yeah, while they were shooting during it. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's been doing that, and then there was the pandemic. That happened after the last episode we, because we last one we did was in February, like of right last, after, right after, like literally right after. But that. also, like there were a couple of times that I was like, I thought about trying to record something just because you know people, they a lot of people took that opportunity of being shut inside to just crank out podcast Podcasts, material. Right. I tried, man, but there was just nothing. Yeah. I couldn't get. Well, there's a lot of stuff I couldn't talk about, which we can talk about now. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason why I wanted to do it, because now now it's like the floodgates are open, and right. all this stuff is happening all at once, which is weird. Right. But I, so it was partially that because it's like, well, there's stuff I can talk about, but not really. Mm-hmm. Only three quarters of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I kind of uh, I think when I when I drove to Austin for that casting thing, yeah, I tried to do the old school like record one in the car just to make the time pass. Right. And I got and I actually intended to do it with the intention to set on it until now. Right. And release it now, but I got like 15 minutes in, and I just kind of just wasn't feeling. It. I don't know. Yeah. I just wasn't really. Yeah, just feeling, wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. So I just had just we took a podcast break. Really. Yeah. There was really nothing to talk about, and there was no, um, there was no burning desire on my part to try to find something right. to talk about. Really. Right. So we kind of just circled the. I mean, we've been working this whole time, which is what we will yeah. talk about now. Yeah. Um, I had been. Still posting Mystery Spot, and then we were delivering uh, uh, Dark Ritual. Dark Ritual, which now. we can say now. Yeah, In the Blood, which used to be Imago, is now called Dark Ritual. So if we refer to that, that's it's, that's Imago yeah. slash In the Blood, right? Um, and you were working a lot of that time, a lot, yeah. And then, as we <clears> mentioned, <throat> Brittany was working a lot of that time as well on Fear the Walking Dead. Um, did you t- go ahead and text her and ask her when she started? Let's let's open up yeah, the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. And as we do that, uh, I will uh, reiterate some of the info that has just come out. So um, we just mentioned in the blood slash Imago, which is now Dark Ritual. That is coming out super soon from uh, Summerhill Films. Um, I have seen a lot of stuff starting to go online about it. So it looks like it's going to go live at any time now. Definitely in all the usual places, the streaming places. Um I've just seen a lot of content go up sort of like in prep for it just because I ego surf a lot when I get bored at work. <laughs> and I like to stay on top of stuff because sometimes you just, you know, like when we did Psychic Experiment, Lionsgate didn't let me know everything that was happening. I kind of right. had to find some of that stuff out myself. Right. The Japan thing, I wouldn't have known about until your friend. Yeah, Brad. Brad your Thompson, friend had yeah, a yeah. Japanese guy that had watched the movie, you know, yeah. so it's like some stuff just you just don't know. So I get, yeah. I get paranoid about it, and so I just try to... Constantly search stuff. You so know. September of 2020. Septi- so Brittany says she started Fear the Walking Dead, working on Fear the Walking Dead in September 2020. And do you know off the top of your head what her actual title is? Uh, I know I mean, she's working in the effects department. Yep. Um, she handles hazers, dust, 
you eat dust hits, all, all the... Basically, anything you see with an effect, essentially, that is not uh, done, like, no blood or anything like that, that's obviously makeup and special effects. But if you're looking at <clears throat> dust, if you're looking at haze, if you're looking at anything like that, that's all stuff that her and her department do. Um, I know she was talking about they had to, like, there was an underpass in Austin that they brought out, I don't know the name of the machine, but they brought out this big machine and they basically just dumped dust and just peppered the entire thing with dust and leaves and trash. So oh, wow. it looked it looked like apocalypse basically. Mm. You know. Wow. So <clears throat> she had told me about that. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so Brittany's been doing that. Oh, also let me side sidebar, because you can totally see this cat on my shoulder. We've recently rescued an additional cat. We had one, Delia Dietz, that we got when we moved into the house. Mm-hmm. Or soon after. But last week, Butterscotch here uh, was uh, found being needy out in the front yard. And so she's now a part of the house family. She's recovering from a sinus infection. We've already given her antibiotics, but you can hear her sniffling a little bit. But yeah, Butterscotch house right here. And she's it's Jonesy. Yeah, I was pretty close <laughs> to naming her Jonesy, but we let Reagan name her, so we went Butterscotch, which is a solid cat name. I'm fine with yeah, that. It, it I, I do like Butterscotch. It works. Um so anyway, so uh, yeah, and she's uh, she loves doing this pirate position thing here. So um, for those of you listening and not watching, if you go to our, my YouTube channel, you can see Butterscotch and all her cute little glory. She's about six weeks old. So yep, she's just hanging out. Um, so yeah, so that's what's up with Dark Ritual. It's coming out real soon, so keep an eye out for that. We're trying to stay on top of all the announcements and stuff. The trailer is on YouTube. If you just search for Dark Ritual 2021 trailer. Uh, it's on at least one channel, I think two or three. Uh, like I said, slowly creeping out there more and more. Uh, so that's happening. And then we were just able to announce last Thursday, <clears throat> Mystery Spot is premiering at London Arrow London Fright Fest, which is the biggest genre festival in the UK, mm-hmm. one of the biggest in the world. Uh, and it is premiering on August the 30th. Uh, at Cineworld Leicester Square in London I wish we could go but of course because of the pandemic this is the one year they're not traveling people out understandably so because it's such a nightmare Um, but they are still doing the festival there will be a digital component as well but it's geo-locked to the UK Uh, but if you go to frightfest.co.uk they have all the info there about the festival it is the best possible scenario that we could ask for is for is premiering Mystery Spot. Absolutely. And I'm so relieved and excited that I can finally talk about it because we've I've known for a long time. Uh, I've known for uh, my entire 40, year being 44. Yeah. I found it on my birthday. Yeah. So, um, this, so, but that, yeah, I've been, I've been super stoked about that. So all the things that I've hinted at or whatever, that's what that is. Uh, and it's, st- I was telling Chris, it's amazing how much just that is a, has already been a game changer because just the amount of press and interest and people just reposting stuff and Mm -hmm. getting into it, uh, I mean, exponentially more than... I mean, I had a movie come out on Lionsgate and it's blown that out of the water. And uh, already, you know, in the first... within the first week of it being uh, announced. Like, just people interested in it, wanting to see it, uh, reposting stuff, asking me for interview stuff, trailer stuff, you know, just, again, the buy-in is awesome which is and that's the way that's the only way you can kind of rise above the sea of all the other stuff that's coming out right 
So I'm super uh, excited and glad to be able to talk about it to, and to um, have that be the way we kind of start rolling out. There are some other things in the works that I'm hoping come together, including stateside stuff. We'll yep. see. Again, who really knows? I mean, it's we still things are open, but are they really? You right. know what I mean? Right, right, right. So uh, who knows what shape it's going to take, but uh, I'm excited about whatever it is. So thank you to Graham, to the producers, to Lisa, to Debbie, to everybody, to all the guys at Fright Fest. Um, it is because of all them that we are finally there. You can come in, Melanie. Can I make my whole Yeah. Uh, the cat is joining us for the podcast. Good. <laughs> you can hear Melanie in the background. She's making herself some tea. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been working on. Oh, mine is, I don't want to forget to talk about this. So let me yeah, do this yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. The one movie I've worked on that wasn't mine uh-huh. during the pandemic, it yep. was a, it was a curveball. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah, I remember. But a very profitable curveball. Yeah. Shout out to Cesar for getting me the gig. So one weekend, uh, Cesar Castillo, our friend who's been on the podcast before, you know, he's been, he's a production coordinator on uh, several different things now. He's working on something now that he can't talk about, but it's big. Yeah. But it's, it's cape-related. Yeah. Um, but uh, he calls me, and he's like, hey, man, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. And what? She's falling asleep. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah I can hear her kind of evening out. Yeah. yeah, she loves being right there. The cat's falling asleep on my shoulder. Cesar calls me on a Friday and is like, hey, man, what are you doing? And I said, why? Because I already had kind of decided not to work on anything that wasn't mine. It's yeah. just not worth, usually not worth the time and effort and the workload, as you guys have probably heard if you've listened to the podcast at all. But he said, hey, man, uh, I really need to help a friend out that's production coordinating this movie that's shooting in New Orleans. They need a car driven from Houston to New Orleans. It just driven and dropped off, and then we'll fly you back. They'll fly you back the next day, that night or the next day, depending on when we could get the car. Yeah, and they'll pay you a thousand bucks plus expenses, and a lot of money for an easy gig. Yeah. But even then, I hesitated. I think I called you, or no, you were working on something. I was on my way home. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking about. Uh, here's Melanie. Yeah, Sorry, I'm just grabbing. Good. You can tell that this is where our work from home office is as well. <laughs> so, so that's why, um, you know, that's that's why we're kind of set up like this. You okay, Kitty? So anyway, even then I hesitated because I'm like a lot of money, and there was some stuff we were doing at the house mm-hmm. that I, we could have used the money for, but I just really just working on movies. Yeah, even mine were. Contributed to a certain level of PTSD for me. So right. I'm like, do I really want to do this? I really enjoy just staying at home. <laughs> Meow, I think you should put some more low end. Oh, God. Right on the mixer. Yeah, it's yeah. warm probably. She yeah. can stay there. She's not really messing oh, with okay. anything. Um, <laughs> maybe just that. give you a little more compression on your yeah. vocals, Meow. Yeah. yeah. I talk for the cat a lot. You guys are going to have to get used to it. Uh, so anyway... Uh, so there was still hesitation, but the more I thought about it, I was like, man, it seems like a pretty cool gig. It's a very big movie. What it was, it's a movie called Home Team that start. It's made by Happy Madison. I believe Adam Sandler's in it, but mm-hmm. the main stars are Kevin James, Taylor Lautner from Twilight, who I was actually driving the car for, and uh, who am I forgetting? Rob Schneider. Yeah. And I believe it's based, on a, it's based on a true story, and I think the story is it's one of the Saints coaches 
got suspended for a season, mm. and he couldn't not coach. So to scratch the itch, he coached a little league team. I think that's what it is. Weird. If, huh. if I'm not mistaken, I may be screwing it up. I'm not a sports guy, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's kind. Of, and they sent me all that swag that was baseball yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But other <clears throat> pictures I've seen were like I think they said Kevin James is playing a Saints coach. Mm. So that's why I think it's that's it's football and baseball. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, the, it was a pretty sweet gig. Uh, yeah. Like I left. So basically. They needed a very specific car. They couldn't find one. I imagine it was like a favored nations kind of deal uh, in the contract or whatever. And they needed a specific car. The closest one they could find. They're shooting in New Orleans. The closest one they could find was Houston. They arranged for me to pick it up. I couldn't pick it up Friday night. It was just things were moving too late. And they were like, it'll be ready. They had to clean it and everything. It'll be ready Saturday morning. So I go Saturday morning to the Enterprise by Hobby Airport. Pick up this sweet Lincoln Navigator. Yeah. Like the nicest car I have ever driven. I remember you calling me. Yeah, I was, and I was, there's pictures of it on my Instagram. I'm like, man, this is, and then I'm like, man, this is a pretty, pretty cool gig. Mm-hmm. So I had the most luxurious ride I've ever had right. ever, driving anywhere, much less New Orleans, <clears throat> which I kind of hate that drive almost as much as I hate driving to Dallas. Just because it's, I don't know why, it's just something I, I, boring to me. Yeah, there's, there's not, nothing there. I'll drive to Austin, back, I'll drive to Amarillo back and forth all day. Oof. Don't make me drive to Dallas or New Orleans. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It must be some weird psychological thing. The bridge, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that bridge. Um, it's a vampire thing going over yeah, running yeah. water. <laughs> but, uh, so, it was a great drive. The car was super comfortable. They, uh, they paid for all my expenses, so I mean, I stopped... Now, granted, I could have taken advantage of that and stopped and eaten expensive plates, but I was trying right. just to get there. Right, right, right. So I stopped at Taco Bell in uh, Viter, of Viter, all places. Yeah. But amazing Taco Bell experience. <laughs> no issues. There were other POCs in the Taco Bell, so I felt okay. But I was nervous because I need to get gas, too, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. of course. Yeah. It's going to be Viter. Yeah. So uh, being half black, that sent a chill up my spine. Yeah. But it was fine. It was great. They were all super nice. Everybody was nice. No issues. And uh, listened to a great audiobook on the way. Get there. I took the car directly to the hotel they're all staying at, which is the, I can never remember the name of it. It's that five-star hotel that's in the French Quarter that's right on the corner of, uh, like, at the edge of the French Quarter. Right. And I pull in there, and it's, like, got the walled-in courtyard. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I immediately felt like I didn't belong. <laughs> Even though it's not like people are walking out like wearing button-up shirts or anything, yeah. but I still was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy, I got couldn't everybody could have been nicer. I had to pee like a racehorse, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh man, please can I use your bathroom? He's like, oh sure, go right in. And you know, then of course I was like, oh, is this gonna be weird? Yeah. Again, like I'm not a man that comes from money, so everything like right. <laughs> gives me pause. Um, I go in and I and I told I. I I was like, I'm driving, I'm dropping the car off for someone that's staying here, but it's under an alias, and I can't remember what the alias yeah. was now. Uh, not would, that we should probably yeah, say it. Yeah, not that we should anyway. probably say it, but it was, uh, but the everybody was staying there, so I guess the guy, yeah. did, it was not a big deal at all to do it, and I left him the keys, and then I immediately hopped in an Uber, and they covered all this too, they, they covered any expense. I hopped in an Uber, went straight back to New Orleans Airport, got on the next flight out, Southwest, they paid for uh, me to be... The, a one, wow. <laughs> first boarding. Wow! They got me drink tickets, which I don't drink. Yeah. But 
you know. So I and I I think I gave one away because I hated just waste it. Cause it's only good for that yeah. one flight. Uh, but yeah, slept, got here, got an Uber, came home. I was in bed by midnight. It's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, and like what was amazing is when they were like, we'll send you money for expenses. They Venmo me like 1200 bucks. Yeah. Like, what do you think I'm going to be buying? Yeah, right, right. Like, <laughs> but, you know, that's, what am I that, stopping at a five-star to eat a steak? Yeah, I mean. yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, er, then, you know, they got got paid the next week. Everything couldn't have gone smoother. Um, and then last week, I got a FedEx package in the mail Unexpectedly, and it was um, it was a package of swag from the sh- from the movie. They sent me like I think they're pro- the costume shirts from the baseball team. Uh, there's a Netflix shirt. Uh, there's a snapback hat. So they didn't have to do that, but yeah. awesome. You know, it's like wow, it's like a real real, real movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> what everybody always tells us: you make real movies. movies. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that was my one uh, production experience. I think that was the only one. Yeah, I'm saying we do need to get on the swag bag stuff for when we wrap movies. <laughs> well, there's usually no swag I left. Know. Well, I say that, but once when we moved, and I'm like, oh, there's all this stuff left over, all these props. Yeah. I'm like, we could have just sent this stuff out, I guess. But that's what eBay's for. Right. Once the movie comes right. out, there's a whole uh, there's a whole subculture for that stuff. Like, I think one of Reggie's shirts from Psychic Experiment, I sold for like 200 bucks. Yeah. Not even intending. So I was just like, maybe somebody wants this. That's crazy. It bid up to two hundred bucks. I'm like, okay, yeah. Wow. So that's that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Oh man, it's can been... you go back that far? Can you remember? I gotta think. Okay, um, so so our last podcast was February of last right, year, right? Then so right after that, I went to Austin. Yeah. Um, started two sides uh, in Austin. And we were shooting season two. And two sides is refresh anybody that doesn't. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, so two sides is a Snapchat series. Uh, this lovely director, her name's Hannah. She's great. Um, I was on season one, and she wanted to continue using me for season two and three. Hopefully, there's more. It's what they're talking about right now. Um, basically, it's like two sides of any thing, like relationship or some sort of issue, you know, things like that. There's two sides to every story. So the way that Hannah created this was that, like, through Snapchat, because, you know, everything's horizontal, you can see both sides as it plays out. It's pretty cool. Um, I suggest everybody checks it out if you haven't already, Um, anybody who was listening. Um, But so started that, and then we got about a week in, and the pandemic hit. So... At first, we for season two, we were going to keep going. Like, Snap was okay with it until uh, it was the day Trump announced that we were under a, what was it, not uh, not federal emergency, but, like, a uh, nationwide emergency or whatever. Basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when Snap was like, okay, we're done. We can't keep going. So yeah. they the crazy part is they didn't tell Hannah. They didn't tell me. They didn't, like, production kept it quiet until we wrapped the night like our last night and um of that week and so we wrap and i thought it was weird because they were all like oh it's it's fine you guys can go in overtime don't worry about it whatever like just finish the day and i was like that's weird why is production being so cool about this like normally you know you know it is like normally mm-hmm. overtime is not a thing yeah but they were being super cool and like yeah it's whatever just keep going just finish excuse me and so we 
we finished the night and they pull us all outside and I'm like, here it comes. I'm like, I knew it was coming. And they pull us out outside and they're like, yeah, we're, we're done. We're officially wrapping. Um, sorry guys. Yeah, I'll have to go home. So that was that. Um, went home for about, let's see, I think it was, uh, it was about a month and a half, two months, March to probably about May. Oh, I was a little after May because my wife graduated, um, which that also was another thing. Um, you know, because of the pandemic, we couldn't even celebrate her graduation. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like, couldn't even go like actually have her walk, you know? Yeah. So, which sucked, but you know, we made up for it anyway. Uh, so that happened. And then about two months after they decided that now things were starting to trickle down because everybody was staying home doing what they're supposed to do. Um, that we would go back up and we'd actually shoot season two and three, but not in Texas because Texas still had a huge uptick of cases Instead, we are going to Columbus, Ohio. Not Columbus, um, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spent three and a half months in Cleveland, Ohio, in a very awesome. I mean, we were downtown Cleveland. They put us up in like base because of the pandemic. They put us up in like really nice suites because it was like, you know, you can't go out, you can't really do anything. At least you can be comfortable, kind of feel like you're in a house, you know. So we had, like, I mean, probably the best accommodations I've ever had. It was, like, literally, you know, you had your own living room, you had your TV, you had stove, kitchen. I mean, it was a whole kitchenette. Mm-hmm. The whole works, even a separate bedroom. You know, it was just really awesome and nice. Um, but, yeah, two and a half, three months. I think I finished that in August, like, end of August. Yeah, it's, that's right, because we moved into our new house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right when I literally threw out all of that, which was another crazy thing. While we're shooting, I'm texting with my wife and everything, figuring out our house situation. Um, oh yeah, we did that. Too. Yeah, I say you did that too. Yeah. So, Here we are. It's just nuts. Yeah. Um, how much has happened? Go, go on. I didn't mean to jump. No, in. no, no, no. Um, so yeah, I mean that happened. We wrapped, I came home, literally as I'm driving home, my wife is moving everything into our house, um, which was awesome, and I mean, it was a great experience, um, shout out to all those guys, all the producers, Nathan, all of them, they're they're great and fantastic, and um, I hope to continue working with them, not just on Snapchat stuff, but also on uh, future endeavors, but... Yeah, that was that was crazy. We finished that, and then I came home, and let's see. I was home for about a month, and then I got a call for a job in L.A., which, you know, after that show, it was like, oh, okay, well, yes, the pandemic's a thing, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, we're doing the best we can. Sure, I'll go take this job in L.A. So went to L.A., started working on the shoot, and came down with COVID. <laughs> yeah. So... Mind and you, when uh, was and when was this? Uh, that was in November. So there was that lockdown period in the yeah. middle where nobody was doing shit. Yeah, and yeah nothing yeah. was going on. Yeah, um, I was just kind of sitting at home, uh, you know, just breaking down, doing breakdowns, uh, script breakdowns, and stuff like that for future projects. Um, and yeah, I literally went out on the shoot. We got a weekend. Our UPM came down with COVID. I had been around him, so we kind of, we shut down 
for a day or two just to see if we could come back up. Um, and then also just to confirm his positive case because a lot of, you know, a lot of testing, we were getting false positives. Um, so he tested again. Sure enough, it was confirmed positive. Um, we shut down the chute. And as I'm driving home, <clears throat> before that, they had the, the day before they decided to test all of us. Just say, hey, you know what? Everybody just come get tested. That way we know if it's spreading or if we have it contained or whatever. And so when got tested, um, driving home, <laughs> I get an email, you've tested positive. Great. Don't feel bad. Feel okay. Whatever, you know. Yeah. And luckily, I, I'm very fortunate. I was one of the ones that didn't have a really bad case. I lost my sense of taste and smell. Had a baby cough at most. Um, didn't even run a fever the whole time. So felt more like allergies. It was weird. Um, other than losing my sense of taste and smell, which that took like a month to come back. But anyway, we all know everything about COVID. We don't need to go down that deep dive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, came home, went through that. And then let's see, went through Christmas. Uh, I'm trying to think, what was the next thing I jumped on? Oh, that thing in Colorado. Um, uh, this like, it's called Dirty Rotten Tofu and the Gohan Girls or Gohan Girls. Um, and that was a little short. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a short that's premised in the idea of like making a feature with. So kind of like a sizzle reel. Um, it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of cool stunts, um, all about Asian women empowerment, which was really cool. Um, overall it was a fun shoot. We, you know, got to fire old weapons and just do some cool stuff. Brittany came on, she did a bunch of dust hits and stuff like that, made it look awesome. Uh, other than that, I'm, just, I'm trying to think, like, was there something else in between all that? Was there another job that I did? I don't think so. I think that was it. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'm gearing up for a lot. Like, well, and you just came off one, right? Didn't you? That was that was Tofu. That oh, was the one. I feel like you... Didn't you just work on something? Like a few weeks ago, didn't you just come back from something? No? Am I making that up? I think so. Oh, I guess so. I think. Did I? I don't... It's all a blur, honestly. Like, I don't... know. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. No. I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, it does seem like... Oh, I went and did a commercial. That's, that's what right. that was. I went yeah. and did a commercial in Austin. That's what that was. Yeah. Um, that was like a, about a month ago now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but other than that, I haven't... Yeah, it's been relatively quiet on going to shoots, but other than that, I've, like, I've been doing a lot of breakdowns and gearing up, because in like the next week or so, I'm probably going to be on the road for probably four or five months yeah it's gonna be crazy yeah yeah it's it's nuts um i completely forgot that yeah we got that this i think this is the first podcast we recorded here the reason i feel like we did another one yeah we recorded the um in imago slash in the blood slash dark ritual commentary remember that's we sat here and watched it yeah yeah yeah. and set all this up it was sort of the test run Mm um but yeah we Weirdly, we kind of, I've said this a few times and I feel kind of fucked up for saying it, but it's the truth. We kind of thrive during the pandemic just because it gave us time to circle the wagons and just get stuff figured out. But yeah, we bought the house. 
uh, I got a lot of other stuff figured out. Um, was finally able to take care of some things. Brittany just texted me back. I uh, perfect timing, Brittany. Yeah. I know you can't hear this now, but you will hear it. Uh. Uh, uh, yeah. So we. Yeah, we moved in. We bought the house in last August, August 2020. We moved in in September, October. And since then, we've sort of been settling in here. But, uh, yeah, it gave us – again, that's why the the uh, Adam Sandler gig kind of came at a perfect time because there was the last few little things that we were trying to figure out right. here, you know, just sort of feel comfortable. Right. And that came, like, right then. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the major thing that happened. But in that, the kind of excuse me, my allergies. My allergies always decide to bother me right before we record. Uh, I was able to streamline, so I have just home office now, and uh, every all the equipment is stored here, so I don't have to have a storage unit. And um, yeah, now we have a place a uh, room to spread out, so we're able to kind of have everything in one place. So no matter what I needed to do. I just you know walk over there and do it, or walk over there and do it. Um, so yeah, that was our big thing, and that whole time again, posting, working on mystery spot, uh, getting dark ritual delivered. Um, yeah, I forgot so, one. Okay, yeah, I yeah. thought you did. Yeah, I, I could, I, not that I knew what it was, but I'm yeah. like, it seems like he was working on. What did you forget? So I was. I also went to Montana. That was the other right. thing. Yeah, I, I knew there was, I felt like there was a long trip in there. Yeah, so I went to Montana, um, and that was, oh, God, I think that was, I don't remember exactly when. It was before summer, I know that. Um, but basically went out there, we shot uh, this movie called, well, I probably shouldn't say the name yet. Cause I don't okay. Know. But we went and shot a movie. Uh, it was really cool, worked with Billy Baldwin. Um, he was awesome. Uh, highly recommend if anybody's looking for a Baldwin actor Billy is the way to go he's great a lot of fun to work with super humble even though you know I mean look at where he comes from he comes from the Baldwins you know yeah Um, man was in backdraft for crying out loud you know yeah Um, but just super humble ready to work didn't care like let's just do it you know Um, was really wonderful to work with great experience Um, and I was up there for a month and a half in Montana and then I came back home and that's and that was before the Colorado gig which was Dirty Rotten Tofu okay. so um, yeah it's just been nuts I mean just been blowing and going and since you're stuff. the um, so what has the experience been like as an AD when you when they started back up working you know under COVID restrictions oh man uh, to say it's tough is an understatement um, I would definitely you know Tell everyone just, you know, obviously we're coming out of the pandemic, which is, or hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, through this time, it's been tough, and I'm sure all the any AD who's listened or has watched this can agree. Uh, the time that it adds is just, it's insane. I mean, you're testing, you know, you have to do testing, you have to do all this other stuff that you normally wouldn't have to do on set, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's... It's just adding time to everything. It's like, and it added a lot of money, you know, because yeah. those tests aren't cheap. Um, unless you find a free testing site that's willing to come out and test every week, which normally you don't, uh, especially to get rapids, that's not free, nor is it cheap. And so, and you're testing a lot of people. And I mean, there's always that risk. It's like, well, 
this could be the week, this could be the day that somebody tests positive because they went out or they went and did something. You know, yeah. that's the other worry too. Is it's like you can't. Yes, like we could recommend everybody stay home and do what they're supposed to do. But, you I mean, how do you police that? Like, what are you going to do? Like, lock everybody in their rooms at night? You can't do that, you know? So it's just one of those things where it's like... And most of us followed the rules. Most of us did what we were supposed to do. But I'm sure there were a couple people that went out, you know? Um, I'm sure there were some people that didn't wear their masks all the time, you know? Um, which, is, it, it is what it is. I mean, you, you know, we're human, you know? So can't control all of us you can't make us do that do this and that you know so um but luckily you know other than the la shoot every other shoot i've been on there was no positive results everybody was negative stayed that way the entire shoot and like i said most everybody followed and wasn't any issues um but under under those regulations and guidelines it's very tough it's very tough because social distancing isn't really a thing on set like it you can do your best but like yeah. you know when your acs are messing with the camera it's like you can't be six feet apart like how do you how yeah. do you maintain that whenever yeah. you're you both need to be on top of the camera trying to fix whatever's wrong you right know? so and, and there was a it, i don't think it was that one but i think it was two sides where people there was like a kissing scene that you had to, yeah, yeah 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 well and we had so that was another thing that happened on two sides was our lead actress from season two we had to replace and uh, totally understood. I mean, she had underlying conditions. She had a autoimmune disease. So we totally, you know, no fault of hers. It sucked because we all loved her and she was great. Um, but we had to do what we had to do. Um, because you know, she was still 17, her mom and her, her mom and her agent both just were like, we just don't feel comfortable. Yeah. We'll get it. You know, it sucks, but it just is what it is. Um, and not a you know not a bad decision on her on her part for having underlying conditions and just wanting to be safe. Yeah. Um, luckily, we didn't run into much else of that moving forward. But you know, it's just it's tough. I mean, it's just a tough thing to deal with on set. It's and it adds more stress to everybody. You know, because everybody's thinking about it and everybody. You know. I, before pandemic, when we were on set and we were talking, we'd be talking about. Uh, movies we'd be talking about it you know just go down the list of normal things you talk on set about you know other than the movie you're making because you're just trying to distract yourself and um you know it's like every set i've been on we start talking about the pandemic and i'm just like okay we're gonna have this conversation again you know what i mean like yeah and it's not it's not that i don't mind talking about it but at the same time it's like it's getting to a point where it's just like you're beating a dead horse yeah how much can you really nothing else has changed talk about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah and i um i've been <laughs> the cat sorry we're pausing to talk cat stuff because melanie's taking pictures she's <laughs> got this like pressure acupuncture thing going on with the knobs like she keeps laying on them <laughs> you can tell she's into it yeah and it's warm it always warms up so i'm sure that she's into that but, yeah she's she's content yeah, she's great. My mom wanted a cat report, so she's getting yeah. this video. The cat's on the dials. <laughs> oh, she has the, a pee on him. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she won't. The cat's now named Terminator X. Yeah. She's got, <laughs> she's got the red paw to go with it right now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> she's right on the red. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's just... 
it's been a process and it's it's been a learning curve for everybody and I mean hopefully soon fingers crossed we can start seeing it wither and dwindle away but you know we just got to see what happens so yeah yeah that's yeah I'm curious to see how things continue to evolve yeah I'm really glad I'm not doing something big right now we're trying we're trying yeah but it's it's stuff that's easily sort of pieced out and you know right. uh I can't imagine trying to you know shoot mystery spot no way or something like that well, especially people coming in and you know. But to be honest, mystery spot it was sort of like the perfect. It would have been the be, perfect like shoot. All isolated, yeah, yeah, and we could have easily all isolated where we were, yeah, and made that like that's just we're in our own bubble, um, and probably would have not had to test that much to be honest. Um, yeah, just looking back, I mean, it would have been tough for like people like us who wanted to commute go home yeah, yeah. like that and there's no question tough. about that i would have been yeah. going home yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that so, was my escape that and gringos right <laughs> gringos and buckies oh, man. and yeah. buckies um so brit Brittany has texted back we've at, i checked in with her to see what i asked her how is working on fear the walking dead during the pandemic been and she says and you can prepare your follow-up for yeah, her yeah. and i'll cover i'll talk while you text her okay uh she says that it's it's got its ups and downs. There's a lot of things in place that don't make sense, like only four people can ride in a van, making getting to set some days very difficult. Mm-hmm. But then we could pack 50-plus people into a bedroom for four hours. Right. So, yeah, that is kind of, you know, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'd say not much seems different anymore than having to wear masks and getting tested four times a week. But even that's not so... But even that's not so bad anymore. They've moved to shallow testing, so I get to keep a few brain cells. Yeah. So, for those of you that have, any of you who have never been tested before, um, whenever this started, they did what's called deep testing, which basically they go up your nose, into your sinus cavity, and you feel the swab hitting the back of your throat. Sorry, PTSD from that. I had to clear my throat um, because I've got that probably a hundred times. So now they've decided that they don't need to do that anymore and they can go to shallow testing, which is just rimming the inside of your actual nostril, not going up into your sinus cavity. Just for anybody who hasn't had that or know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. When did I have... I got pretty sick um, a couple... A month or so into the uh, the pandemic, and I I was pretty freaked out because it was all the symptoms. And I, I if you've listened to this, you know I've had shit go on in the past, so I got pretty wigged out and was worried. And I also didn't want to make anybody else just sick because this whole time I've been working, like I haven't had a choice. I've been it's, it's business as usual. Nothing's really changed for me. Like it never did. Uh, the people I work for. Nothing shut down. The only thing that did sort of grind to a halt was like the major corporate contract I had sort of stopped, which sucked. But not really stopped. They just put it on pause. It's actually restarted. Anyway, but I was around people a lot. And so I got pretty sick and I had to go in and get, uh, I got tested. Oh, no, I did a drive through test. Yeah. That was the first one I ever did where they just kind of jammed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then... Then I got sick again. I got the flu, but I didn't want to be. I wanted to be sure, so I uh, 
went to I went and got another test where they came to my car and did it, and I nearly vomited because they were like they really got in there. Yeah. And uh, but both times, fortunately, negative. It was just other bullshit or just my body was worn down. So yeah, I'm thankful I never had to do that uh, continual thing. Yeah, it's. <laughs> To say it's brutal is an understatement. I mean, when you're getting tested, because so depending on the pod you're in depends on when you're tested as well. So like I was in pod or zone A, which basically means I'm around the actors without masks on. I'm in close contact with a lot of people. So I had to be tested every other day. So, yeah, just like the actors, just like the director, uh, I think that's pretty much all that's in Zone A, but there could be a couple others on bigger sets. But the sets that I was dealing with, that who was in Zone A. Um, oh, man. Talk about brutal. Oh, the director of photography is also involved in that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were days that we would come out of the... It'd be like a wake-up call. You'd get there, you know, say your call time was like 7 a.m. You'd get there and literally it'd be like, okay, time to test. You don't need coffee at that point. That goes down your nose. You're wide awake. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was one of the joys and funs of testing. Yeah. Um, did Brittany reply to you? No, not, not yet. yet. She's probably busy. She's probably working. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, man, now that I got off my train of thought, it's hard to pick it back up. We had to stop because the camera's Yeah. Still. Um, do you want to talk at all about what uh, what you're trying to get going? Oh yeah. Um, so <clears throat> throughout all this, you know, and mainly whenever I got COVID, I kind of sat down and was just like, okay, what is life? You know, had that realization. Um, what am I wanting to do? You know, I'm 36 now. I want to. I need to start thinking about like what my actual life goals are. Um, and as you know, I've you know. As a lot of these fine people know, I've directed at least, I've done a feature, directed a couple other little things, music videos, stuff like that. Um, and honestly, that's that's my love. That's my enjoy, That's what I enjoy doing. Um, first AD is second to that, you know. Um, and even though I love ADing, I love what it, you know, what it does and everything else. Uh, I love the logistics side of it. It's just not scratching that creative itch that I love, you know. Um, and being able to be creative and come up with, you know, a really awesome idea and stuff like that. So I sat down with Ken, uh, Whiting, who was the DP on mystery spot, um, whom we had worked with before and we started chatting and, you know, we were talking about things and I was like, well, you know, I really have this cool idea. I'd love to pitch it to you and see what you think. And so I pitched in the idea and he goes, I really love that idea. He's like, that's really cool. He's like, you want to write? And I was like, sure. So throughout the pandemic, we've been writing. Um, we're three quarters of the way through the script. Got about uh, 20 pages left to go. And then we'll have a rough draft, which then we'll go to Mel to get his notes, get the red pen notes that we always love to get. Uh, and maybe a couple other producers that we all, that we trust and just want their feedback and see what they think. If anything needs to be changed or worked on, um, you know, through meeting other producers and stuff like that, I have a couple of interested investors who they want to see a script. They also want to see us do a sizzle uh, for the first five minutes of the movie. So 
we're working on all that, trying to get it all going. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the idea because we don't a we don't have it copyrighted yet, and b um, you know I just want that to be a surprise and really start sending it all out once we get things going. You don't want somebody to steal your idea and yeah. then you eventually make a movie about it. Yeah, yeah I, I learned I learned from another hey, well, thing in, that happened in our lives. In the end, it worked out, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Mystery Spot is premiering for Fright <laughs> Monday, Fest. Is Monday, 8 30, 21 at Fright Fest. Mm-hmm. It's my fucking log line, Craig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yep. what I, I should have made cruise sh- shirts with that on the back. Yeah, That's like have. my favorite. Yeah, it's awesome. Quote from the movie. Um, speaking of what Graham is texting me right now because yeah. um, I didn't realize so also what, what happened right before we started recording was the uh, the mystery spot trailer went live which we've had for a while like pre even Fright Fest letting us know uh, our friend Jerry Gerald who did the Quick and the Undead the Flesh Keeper um, we've worked with him on a bunch of things and uh see him every time I go to LA he works for a trailer house a post-production house that specializes in cutting trailers he offered to do ours uh I of course was more than willing because I really was curious I I was burned out at that point already and I also I was curious to see what someone else would do right that's always you know an interesting experience what choices would someone that's not so attached to this make and uh, he cut it for us. It finally went live on uh, Britflix was the first site to put it up. Mm-hmm. So you can check their YouTube channel. It's on there. Uh, but it went live this morning. Well, actually overnight but because they're six hours ahead. But uh, it's live now and people are reposting it. And Graham, you know, he's like, oh, cool trailer. I didn't realize he hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. I feel like I sent it to him. But, again, it was so long ago. Yeah. But, yeah, it's Definitely choices I would not have made if I'd cut the trailer. Not bad ones, but just like, oh, I would never have thought to use that, or I would think that would be showing too much. Right. But uh, it is it is the trailer that it needs to be, especially for this. Right. For sure. So, and Reagan, my daughter, is in a lot, so I'm sure she'll get a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that is that's what we're texting about. I keep looking at my phone because people are texting me like crazy now because that just happened. Um, also. Uh, was trying to read Britney's stuff. So, but yeah, so that's what you and Ken have going on and that's what you're trying to get going. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, re- in reality, that's not that I'm saying I'm going to stop ADing. I'm not, because um, it does pay the bills. Um, but slowly and surely, I want to start migrating over to where I'm just directing. Um, that's just... As you know, and you and I have talked about this before, um, off air, obviously. But uh, as much as I love ading, it's just not my. Th- it's not what I want my career to be known for. You know, um, I don't want to just be an ad. Um, I want to have directed. I want things. You know, I want things out there. I want my creativity to be seen as well. Um, and I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast too, where. Some of the, you know, in the earlier stages of, like, us doing the podcast, which if you go back and listen, you'll hear all of our, our lovely road trips and bitching, com- bitching, bitching conversations. Bitching. Yeah. Um, which a lot of that, you know, was us, Mel and, I, Mel and I both, picking up the pieces on first-time directors. And not that I'm, not that I know everything, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just saying that... I, 
it's hard whenever you've done it, you know what it you know what you can do, you know what you need to do to get a day done. But a first time director who has never done it has never even been in the business, hasn't done it a single day, just even on set as like a PA even, um, tries to, you know, come in and direct. It's it's hard and it's tough. And nine times out of ten, you have to have a strong AD. You have to have you have to have a strong department surrounding the director so that way you can get the movie made so the producers can their investors can make their money back. Um, so you know, with that in mind, that's all things that. I've kept in my mind and it's just things that we've dealt with. And I just don't, it's getting to a point where just like you're getting burned out, like you got burned out on stuff. It's like, I'm starting to get burned out, like of doing that kind of thing, you yeah. know? And if this isn't a bitch fest, it's just more like a reality of like, I want to start directing. Cause I know that I won't make those mistakes. Right. You know? So you'll and, make different ones. Right. Well, cause <laughs> it's an ever learning experience, you yeah. know? And yeah. And that's the thing, like, a first-time director who has at least a bit spent some time on set understands the process. I'm more than willing to help and more than willing to, like, get it there because they at least understand what it takes and they know how to how to get things done, you know? Right. There's just some things they've never learned, and so it's a learning. It's more of, like, picking them up and raising them up, you know? Um, where uh, some of these directors just they were like, oh, I just want to make a movie and they see the glitz and glam of it and right. don't really understand that it's still a job. Like, it's not... Oh, yeah, for sure. This like, isn't, you know, yeah. this isn't, oh, I, I get, you know, I get to take pictures for Instagram and all right. this. It's like, no, like, you still have to work. Yeah. So, and, and sometimes it, or a lot of times, especially, like, with Mystery Spot, like, not especially, but again, I guess I could say, you're the you're the guy you know like it's and it's not that i wanted to really do everything at the end it's just that that's what the budget requires yeah. and yeah you know oh somebody that's probably what is it tuesday it's my factor my factor meals nice non-sponsored message but factor meals are awesome they've helped me lose weight and keep it off so um uh yeah factor you could always sponsor us so we love oh yeah feel free yeah. i love your sh- Queso fundido goes hard. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that and the uh, the keto chorizo chili. I mean, there's not one thing I don't like really with them, but it's it's all really good stuff. Yeah. And you know what? They during the storm, they couldn't get it delivered, like the winter storm. Yeah. And the Texas winter storm. Yeah. So they they were like, okay. We'll send you, we'll give you a credit and send you a free box. Right. So I got like two weeks free essentially. I'm Dude, like, man, rad. you're all right, factor. Yeah, you're taking <laughs> care of me. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, it's uh, back to like just doing all that stuff. The last, I was so relieved when, well, not just the announcement happened, but sort of like when we got the DCP delivered and I knew mm-hmm. that it was like done. Mm hmm. Because that's it's like imagine working at a job where you work on this long contract, right? And you know it's that day that you finally get everything turned in and they sign off. Oh, the relief! Yeah, man, because it really was. It was down down to me, down to the wire. I mean, I had some vendors that were really helping us out, like Greg, our sound guy, James, our color guy, um, the guy that did our DCP, uh, Brian at Tree Falls Post, who. Big shout out to him because he not only made it, sent me a copy, 
helped me out with some of the tech stuff, but also did the upload to Fright Fest, which was the whole thing I was stressing out about. I mean, and for a re- really reasonable price. Yeah. I had those guys in my corner, thank goodness, because I would have gone crazy if I had to do all that myself yeah. and figure it out. I know people do try to do that themselves to DCP. No way, man. It's I'd reach my limit. But but still, that's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And then yeah. stressing out of whether or not something will work. And right. I'm just so thankful, like I said, like everything's here at the house now. So I could just kind of go in there and do it. Go do something else. Go work in the yard while something's rendering. Come back in here and check. And instead of being up at the office till like midnight. Right. And then you, you know, drive that's home. Yeah. And that's a whole other strain. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it can, it can get pretty brutal, but you know, it's what we've talked about in other ones. Nothing, nothing's really changed other than the delivery method now seems to be a little bit more robust. Yeah. So uh, we actually have like a a good delivery system now. Yeah. We found the right people to handle all that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, very stoked to be at where we're at. Probably the happiest I've been about movie stuff, but it's also a great deal of it is that it's like I'm not living or dying by movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if it if it hits, great. Uh, but it's not gonna. I'm not basing my life on what the next thing is gonna right. be. I don't need to, fortunately. Right. So it's enabled me to make some choices that I think are healthier choices for me, both physically and mentally. Like I don't have to go travel and work on stuff. I could have easily said no to the Adam Sandler driving yeah. thing, and yeah. you know it was nice to have the money, but I, it, it was weird. I, that's one of the times when I realized, like I mm-hmm. keep telling you, there are times you realize that you're doing okay. You know, you're like, oh, I've paid my phone bill on time yeah. for the last however many months. Right, my credit's pretty good. I can prepay bills. Yeah, like I don't have to wait till like they're dude, like really right. Dude. Uh, I can buy. Like, if you get a discount on buying, like, four of something, you mm-hmm. know, save a hundred bucks or whatever. I can buy like, four. I can, I'll just buy these. But that was another thing to where I was, when I got that offer for that gig, and I was like, ah, do I really want to do this? Yeah. And I'm like, who, who's, whose mind is right, this? Right, you yeah. know, like, what am I saying where I'm like, yeah. do I really need this a thousand bucks? Right. But it was the truth. Like, is it worth There's a cost one way or the other. Because, you know, I'm still sitting in a car for however many hours and traveling and uh, the the physical strain of that or mental strain there's much more stressful stuff to be done yeah. for sure but yeah. still like do I want to spend my Saturday doing that right or do I really need the money and it's, it's cool to be able to like really weigh that stuff out to where it's like the decision is not made for you right I have to pay this bill I have to go work on this project that I know is going to be probably stressful but it's like I you know I need the money so very thankful for that stuff mm-hmm. uh, to have, that to have sort of changed during this time, yeah, uh, with almost without me even realizing it, right? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like there was the land shifted under me and I was unaware. Yeah, like what is going on? You know, <laughs> so and you're good. Yeah, did Brittany ever text you back? No, she, no, she's probably swamped. Yeah, so yeah, we uh, we had put another ask out to her for uh, another question, but we haven't heard back. We'll see. Uh, anything else you want to add? I mean, those were the big things for me, and I'm sure there'll be more coming. Uh, we're already slated to do interviews and stuff for Fright Fest, so I'm sure you'll see that. When Dark Ritual finally comes out, there's yeah. stuff that will probably leak out that we've been setting out, sitting on, but um, those are the basics for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, Dark Ritual for me is, I'm just finally so happy that it's it's coming out and it's moving. Um, you know, I, I much love to Summerhill for at least releasing it and getting it out and getting the world to finally see what we spent over 10 years of our lives working on and trying to get done. <laughs> yeah. And done right. Um, you know, I, I still to this day, I have people that have watched it and go, Dude, that thing's awesome, you know. Yeah, I let some. Uh, I kind of just because I was eager to have people check it out. Yeah, I let people at the jujitsu, uh, the uh, place where I train, they kept bugging me about the movies. Yeah, can we see some of your movies? So I brought a few of them on drives for them to check out. And the next week, like one couple, they're like, "Man, we watched, we watched that in because they know it is in the blood because it yeah. wasn't that version." And they're like, dude, that was crazy. They're like, oh, you really did that? You know, and you just tell they're just like, how did you? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and that's not even our strongest kung fu. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that was yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. And then another guy, I I was sort of trying to pass the drive around, and he hadn't gotten it yet, but he took it upon himself to go watch Closet Space and watch, and he was like, man, yeah, oh, they're so good. And I'm like, oh, and I'm not even, all I can think about is like the mistakes of those movies. Yeah. But they just enjoyed it without any other as people just watching them. They just enjoyed the movies, mm-hmm. which was great. And uh, you could tell they were super into it. So I was like, well, just wait and see what's coming, you know, because I'm a whole different person now. Yeah, yeah. Things uh, have definitely changed. Yeah, like Mystery Spot is definitely the most... It's like I'm Stephen King after the accident. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, it's the most grown-up. You know, I'm super proud of it because it's got a lot of stuff. I could, I would have never thought that I would be that filmmaker, you know? Right, 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 right. So, um, but yeah, that that's been nice. To, and it's weird that they those releases totally bottlenecked. Mm-hmm. Like Dark Ritual is literally hitting the web and coming out now. Yeah, not planned by not, any yeah. Because I, I they told when they told us about Fright Fest, you know, we were told to keep it quiet, of course, because they wanted to make the announcement. So I didn't tell anybody other than you know close friends, people people that would be excited about it, and not say anything, and not say anything. And so the guys at Summer Hill didn't know unless they know, you know, maybe they have insider knowledge, maybe. Yeah. But I don't think they knew. And it's just weird how it's, it's totally lining up. with Because right. a lot of those, not just me and Chris, but Brittany is, you know, part of In the Blood. Both, yeah. Uh, Lisa, Debbie, obviously. You yeah. know, so and Melanie. So there's a lot of connective tissue there. It's, yeah, it's kind of weird that they're, everything is lining up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully one will feed the other. Like, yeah, yeah, be awesome. And re- I, I don't think they fully integrated the IMDb pages yet. Yeah, so, so it still looks like you've directed Imago and Dark Ritual, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, it's an extra credit. I mean, technically, uh, they are two, two different, different movies. Two different movies. So, um, and that's a, once we realize what they're going to do with the release, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Me but that's because we we have a lot of stuff dealing with how the movies change, like stuff we haven't really shown yet that I think would be fun to, as a process type experience, yeah. you know, it's like what happened, what changed, what we did. Oh man. Like and just like how we looked at things differently, you know, given time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that, like just the stuff that I pulled together for like Q and a stuff that like, we see like the change that we didn't really get to cover because we ran out of time on the right. screening. Right. Um, but like, to go to show some of that, like what the original V effect was versus what we ended up with, right? You know, and like how that all changed, and then just some of the thought processes of like how it evolved. Um, 
God, just us sitting down for the for the in the blood name. You know, that's right. that's a story in of itself, and like how we figured that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see what that release is going to be like, and then. You know, I'm super excited about Mystery Spot. Like that's yeah, because that's strong kung fu. Like that is that is some kung fu that is going to kick some ass. I think. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it will definitely. I don't. I definitely think it's one of those things that it's not for everybody because there are. And I still partially am that person that just wants to see blood and guts or dead alive. Right. You know, I get that. Right. Uh, th- that is starting to wake back up in me. Yeah. Like it had died for a while just because I had so much horror PTSD because of the stuff we worked on. Right. It's coming back a little, but there's also, again, the Stephen King thing I think is a good reference yeah. point because there's like all that shit that was boss to the wall, which I love, you know, and then there's the stuff that happened after he got hit mm-hmm. that's definitely more, it still has those elements, but it's definitely more grown up and he was grown when he wrote that other yeah. stuff but you, you know what I'm saying like, it's, it's more a, like it's a different vibe it's more suspense versus right like I'm gonna you know write what you know a chapter about a woman in a bathtub and describe how grotesque right. she is right you know there's uh, uh, like when people that uh, kind of know what I've done before know what I've worked on they're like oh am I gonna be able to watch this and I'm like this is the one you can watch yeah this is like an old school Twilight Zone episode or uh you know, an old school ghost story. Like, think of like, not. I I hate, hesitate to compare myself to these movies because they are great. Mm-hmm. But like the Jack Clayton's The Innocence or Ghost Story or no. uh, The Changeling, like the Georgie e. Scott one. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. It's like that kind of vibe. You can watch it with your kids. They may be a little creeped out, but you know, it's yeah, it's not it's that kind of kind of old school vibe. And it was deliberate, but it's also kind of how it came out when I was. Right, writing, writing it. for it. whatever reason, like maybe I was reacting to the stuff that I knew would be a problem on set to try to do. Right, maybe I was reacting to the stuff that I was just sick of seeing or sick of trying to figure out on set. Yeah, maybe it's just that I wanted to, you know, write something a little more grown up. Grown up. I don't want to, you know, denigrate gory shit and say that it's for kids. That's not what I'm trying to do because I still like all that stuff. Yeah, uh, it has its it has its place. It has its place, but sometimes I just you know. My, I'm just not feeling it. Just yeah. not feeling it. Yeah. Um, but I am excited for that Dead Alive 4K restoration. Yeah, uh, that thing to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So or brain dead for those yeah, more nerdy among us. Um, <laughs> well, cool. We're pretty much right at exactly an hour. Is there anything you want to add? We could do a short one. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Um, no, I mean, I'm. You know, once again, I'm just excited, and hopefully, we can start doing more podcasts. Um, mine might be from, you know, wherever I'm at in the city. Yeah, city yeah we'll I'm do some call-ins. I uh, wish I had had... We need to do another one with Ken because, like, yeah. he's a guy that whenever I get not bummed out about Mystery Spot but anxious or stressed about it, Ken and Jennifer and Graham and Debbie. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, but they specifically will post something that I never, you know, it's like, oh, man, you feel that this is that yeah, important yeah, yeah. to you? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it helps me get perspective on what the project meant, not just for me, but for people that we brought in, which makes me very proud because I I can think of, like, very few experiences where I'm that person where I'm like, right. this movie was the, you know. Right. Or it, you've heard, you know, like, a lot of it is just like, oh, this nearly killed me. I was yeah. so tired. They didn't pay me enough. You know, yada, 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 yeah. bitch, bitch, bitch. 
But I'm so happy that we were sort of the opposite or the antidote to that. Oh, we got a check in for Brittany. Yes, no? Uh, she got caught up in a shot. She's, oh, okay. She's responding right now, though. So we, okay, we, go we, ahead. We, well, I don't, yeah. have it. I don't have it yet. Okay, she's responding? She's okay, responding. so I'll so stretch. Yeah. Stretch. Stretch. But the day that the announcement came out, you know, Ken put up uh, a couple of messages that were super, I don't know, just super touching and inspiring and that just, you know, again, like struck a chord with me. I was like, wow, this... This all does mean something. The relationships that we built, like it, it means more than, hey, this is a guy I can call and take advantage of him from a low rate. Right. You know what I mean? Which is how I feel like some of my relationships, not me calling a person, but someone thinks of me like yeah, that. that. This is the guy yeah. that will come in, work himself to death for one twenty five a day, and uh, like I strive to not be that guy. Right. Sometimes it's not much better than that, just because you don't have a lot of money to work right. with. But you know, we I try to make things you know, easy and, and positive and to see people post stuff like that really like puts the gas back in the tank mm-hmm. for me. You know, mm-hmm. I had a great conversation. Like again, Jennifer said a lot of the same things. Debbie and I talk very often and uh, she helps me get my head right about that stuff. But I had a, I had a great conversation with Lisa the night before the announcement, the official announcement, cause I wanted to get her heads up and she, a lot of similar things. Like I know it means a lot to her. I mean, I wrote the part for her, She's a huge inspiration for it. And, you know, a lot of it was inspired by a movie we tried to do with her and Robert and Debbie, Robert England, that never, that it was kind of, it seeded a lot of the stuff that's in Mystery Spot for a lot of different reasons. But it's kind of like this character of that she plays in Mystery Spot is a weird mirror image of the character she would have played in the other movie. And also there's a part in mystery spot where they read lines from the other movies. Yeah. So it's kind of this weird, like definitely again, just back to Stephen King, there's a dark towerish thing going yeah. on. Like, even if you don't know, it's important to me. Like, it's cool to see that happen. Even if it didn't happen. Maybe this is a, for another podcast, like to go down your, the, the weave the web of where all these lie in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the mill, in the house verse. Yeah. Um, I, I am interested to know where, like, Mystery Spot does sit. Oh, it's it's one of those things where I never thought about putting it. Yeah. I mean, we can definitely retroactively fit it in there. Right. Because, you know, like, walking distance, cl- closet space, walking distance, and even Dark Ritual. Yeah. All have tie-ins to right. the other movies. Right. They're there if you want. They're there if you want to see them for yeah, sure. Yeah. There's Easter eggs for sure. Well, the Dark Ritual and Closet Space ones are obvious. Right. You know, right. Right. Tim. And then walking, like walking distance, has its. You there are Easter eggs in yeah. Dark Ritual yeah. if you're looking for it. Um, and there's Easter eggs in Closet Spaces, uh, or not in Closet, but in Dark Ritual as well for Closet Space yeah. if you're looking for right. it. Right. But yeah, it's not. Sometimes I do that to be fun. Sometimes I do that because I'm like, oh, this part would be perfect for this character. We should get Tim to play this character. Yeah. Well, Tim kind of did that character. Right. Let's just make it that character. character. You know, and then and same with uh, Brandy and Walking Distance and Imago, mm-hmm. right? Does mm-hmm. she show up? Yeah. Uh, as the newscaster, again, same thing. Same like, thing, you yeah, know. yeah. But then Walking Distance is on the TV in Imago. So is it a movie in that world? Right. You know, right. ah, right. ah. So it's not I'm not like I ever put too much thought into it. But again, that's Dark Tower is a good example because yeah. that towards the end of that, he manages to tie in 
everything. Every book. In a weird way, where some of it is fiction and some of it's not. You know, it's a multiverse thing, I guess. Yeah, it's, Which is it's becoming, cool. you know, the norm now. So yeah. maybe if I ever decide to do it for real. But to be honest with you, a lot of that stuff, it's like not to be down on those earlier movies, but sometimes I just don't want to think about them because all I can think about is the bad stuff. Right, right, right. These are the problems that came from that. This is how much money I lost on that. This is These are relationships that got ruined by that. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it is kind of coming back around, I guess, but there's almost, I would say before where it was like 75% negativity, 25% positivity. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have not rewatched any of my older movies ever, really. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even watch them at the premieres. I'll say, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. I remember walking distance. You were, you literally said your piece at the beginning and out the door. Yeah, you I just can't because I just think about the bad stuff, but, uh, it now I've kind of changed. It's like maybe 60 40, 60 negative 40. Because yeah. distance does one like getting away from it, you know, and then recovering from it. Like, again, having a house, being financially stable, and all that stuff, recovering from all those issues right. helps a lot. It helps, you know, you know uh, soften the blow or the sting of watching that stuff again. Uh, but also, like, again, like I told you, those guys at the gym watching stuff and without all the baggage and just and just enjoying it mm-hmm. that helps too so i'm coming back around my kid is playing us out yeah so we should probably wrap it up yeah well i will say Brittany did respond at least explaining what her job is she's trying she's i, I asked her two questions we'll get into that um <clears throat> she said well i'm working in the spfx special effects department so most of that means atmo which is atmosphere which mostly means atmo muy chingon yeah which mostly means running smoke machines, but we can have eight of them going at one time, so even that can get crazy. But a lot of days, it's pretty chill. Anytime, anytime there's any explosion or gun hits on cars or glass breaking or fire burning, that's us. So that's what she does Okay. on fear. Um, I My second question to her was to tell us kind of a crazy story or a crazy experience she had on fear. Um, and right now, she's trying to think of one, but she doesn't want to give away anything in the story. So I think... Probably leave it at that. Maybe the next podcast she'll come up with something, and we'll be able to talk about that and kind of like go into detail what that is. Okay, um, sounds good. Well, uh, again, we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll hopefully you know do another one relatively soon. Now yeah. that we can, like the floodgates have been open. Uh, the dogs have been let out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beast has been unleashed. Um, so yeah, dark ritual. Look for that. Keep an eye out for that soon. Again, it's kind of already coming out if you search for it you might even be able to find it already on uh, a couple of sites to to stream Uh, trailers up on uh, YouTube for sure don't pirate it yeah don't (laughs) pirate it please please come on man we worked on this movie for like 11 years yeah Um, and then Mystery Spot premieres at Arrow London Fright Fest August the 30th uh, Cineworld, Leicester Square. If you guys, I know we have listeners in the UK. Oddly enough, uh, if you can attend, please go check it out. Ticket info is available up on their site, frightfest.co.uk. There will be a digital component to the festival that they're announcing details about and ticketing info on on their site. It is geolocked to the UK, so you still have to be, I think, part of you know in the UK to watch it. Unless you're super crafty, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. Someone always finds it. Life finds a way. Yeah. But, uh... Life finds a way. 
Yeah, it's supposed to be restricted to Britain. We're working on other screenings. I'm sure there will be more because people have already started reaching out. We just don't really know what shape that'll take because the world is still a little topsy-turvy right now. But we will make. I will make sure to keep everybody informed. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Upstart Film, UpstartFilmWorks.net, uh, Twitter, Upstart Film, Facebook, Upstart FilmWorks. Mystery Spot has a page, and then I have my own page. Any of that is a good place to f- keep updated on all this stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then follow me on Instagram at cwar54. Um, Facebook is Christopher Warren. Good luck finding me. Uh, the best way to do it is because there's a lot of Christopher Warrens. Um, look for the Hannibal Lecter mask, and they'll know that's me. Uh, I don't have a Twitter, and actually, we do need to change the uh, In the Blood page. On I've tried. They, they won't it, let us. Yeah. So uh, uh, the In the Blood page is the Imago page is the Dark Ritual yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just go. Just with follow it. us there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. If for info on that movie. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Adios.